Welcome to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. I'm Philip Weigel, here with my brother, John Michael. Together, we set out to create a better program that can bridge the gap between gyms and help more athletes improve their fitness. Each week, we ask ourselves, what can we do better? And we challenge each of you to do the same. Our mission is to share our knowledge from our nearly two decades of experience as CrossFit athletes and coaches to help you approach each day's training with more purpose. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Improvement Imminent Podcast. It is just John Michael here with you guys this week because Phil is still at the CrossFit Games. So without any further ado, let's get started. We are going to begin, you guys, Monday, August 5th. Monday, August 5th is going to begin with some strength. We're going to do five superset rounds, and you guys are going to complete around every two and a half minutes. The rounds consist of five strict press and five to seven strict pull-ups. We want you guys to do these strict press starting at 75% of your one rep max and building up. This is a pretty standard one. Um, It's just a push-pull. So you guys are going to be doing that press followed by that strict pull-up. And really what we're going to work on with this is just your ability to keep the abs and butt tight and stay braced in two totally different scenarios. So in the first one, we're doing that strict press. As you guys know, we're looking for abs and glutes engaged and then pull that chin out of the way and press real strong up over the head. For the pull-up, we actually look for a very similar thing. We want the abs and glutes engaged and then we're just looking for you guys, instead of pushing something over your head, to pull that bar down so that you rise above it. Um, So for this strength, uh, we are working on our squat and press cycle. So this strict press will apply to that. Um, But more than that, what it's going to build is your ability to understand your midline and how to brace. And that's going to tie in a lot when we go overhead with heavy weight. So make sure that you guys are focusing on how you keep the abs and butt tight and how you kind of connect that midline to to make that movement solid. Um, Following that, our workout, it's a fun one. It is the Open Wad 18.1. For those of you who remember the Open in 18.1, this was nasty. It is a 20-minute AMRAP, 8 toes to bar, 10 dumbbell hang clean and jerk, and a 14-calorie row for guys and a 12-calorie row for gals. Um, This one is pretty chippy, so let's talk about it. We start with those 8 toes to bar. Uh, For a lot of people, that can be done unbroken, but I don't know if that's the best strategy. If you are struggling with toes to bar or if eight toes to bar is not necessarily um, gonna be easy for you to hold on to past, we'll say, six or seven rounds, then my suggestion would be break early. Maybe do a five and a three with a quick rest in between um, because there's a lot of reps that accumulate through the course of this workout. Then you guys are gonna move on to the 10 dumbbell hang clean and jerk. And this one's a little bit interesting. You have to complete five with one arm and then five with the other arm. If you guys have never done a hang, clean, and jerk, it's almost like a kettlebell swing from the hip. We're going to go up to the shoulder. The back head of the dumbbell has to touch your shoulder, and then you press up over the head. So it's a pretty quick movement, um, but you must complete five and five. So it's pretty essential here that we do a switch in the air. You guys are going to complete five, we'll say, on the right arm, and then you're going to do a quick switch, almost like you're transitioning a dumbbell snatch, and you're going to do five on the left arm. Once you guys finish that, you're hopping on a rower for a 14 calorie row for guys and a 12 for gals. Um, Overall, this workout is a a fast and kind of a a tacky workout. There's not one place in it that's going to hold you up for too long. 
Um, you spend the majority of your time on the rower, but that is definitely an area that you can push yourself a little harder than you might think you can. Um, for, for looking at this one and, and trying to gauge how you're going to do it, um, my suggestion is just try to go unbroken on the toes of bar if, if you are capable of that. If you're not, obviously breaking is going to be a much better route for you because it's going to hold you together further in the workout. Um, and then the dumbbell hang clean and jerk, obviously those are done unbroken. Do not set that dumbbell down once you picked it up. Um, and then the calorie row for you is going to be more of gauging it. If you feel like there's something in the tank left, then by all means pick up that uh, row pace. Maybe push a little bit harder. If you feel like you're really emptying it out on the toes to bar and the dumbbell hang clean and jerk, then maybe don't kill that row for the first 12, 13 minutes. Maybe try to see if you can take it, um, not easy, but a little lighter, and then as the workout moves on, you can pick it up a little bit. Um, but it's going to be a good one. If you guys did do the workout in eight, uh, 2018, then make sure that you guys compare your scores, see how you do this time around. Uh, but with the Open just around the corner coming to us in October, uh, it's time that we start revisiting some of these Open workouts to kind of remember what it's like. Remember some of the pain, remember some of the way they're set up, uh, and just see if we're, if we're ready to go after that Open. Following that, we're going to go on to Tuesday. On Tuesday, we're actually going to begin with our workout. We've done something very similar to this in the past. Um, it is a workout that is seven rounds, not four times. It is going to be seven front squats from the floor and a 200 meter recovery run. If you guys did this last time, then you would remember that we did seven hang power cleans. Um, this time we're gonna do seven front squats from the floor. Uh, and really what we're looking for is this is actually a great way for you guys to build up not only your strength in that squat and press cycle that we're in, but also your muscle stamina and your understanding of recovery. Uh, this workout is formed in such a way that it is not for time but for effort. And the 200 meter run is meant to be recovery. So this means that what we're looking for is we're looking for you guys to pick a heavy weight where the last two reps are difficult. We do not want to see this as a gradual ascension. This isn't a chance to hit a seven rep max. And if you do, congratulations. Um, but what this is, is it's an ability for you guys to understand how to recover um, in the midst of a workout. So what it's going to be is we're looking for, you have to be able to clean the first bar, obviously, because the front squats start from the floor. Um, but you also have to understand how to breathe, how to bring your heart rate back down, and how to try to recover your legs on a jog. So really, if your jog is not needed, then you're too light in weight. You guys need to make sure that your jog is absolutely essential for recovery. Ideally, what we do is we leave the door or we leave our barbell, we drop it, and we start heading out for the door for our jog, and we want to be on our jog because it's hard to get back in the gym and pick up that barbell. Um, so that's how it's going to be structured. Uh, that being said, your jog is your recovery. So the moment you drop your bar, leave out on your jog. The moment you get back into the gym, you're on your barbell, you're picking it up. We're not resting over our bar, we're not standing and waiting. Um, the entire workout is moving in some way. You're either doing the squats or you are slowly jogging to recover. Um, there is no stagnant recovery. You're not gonna be standing around anywhere. So make sure as we do this, uh, try to keep a full grip if possible. Phil and I talk about this a lot. In the position that you guys have, we wanna be able to ask you, can you do a thruster? 
If you do not have a full grip, then it's going to be really hard to make that position as applicable as it could be. Uh, the front squat in a full grip has a lot more application than the front squat where we have our fingertips on the bar. So if you guys have the ability to keep it in a full grip, maybe just hold your hook, do so. If that's still a struggle for you and you have a hard time getting your elbows up because you can't quite seem to get the full grip, that's okay. What we'll do is we'll just lessen the grip a little bit. We're not going to give it all away. We're still going to fight to keep our hand around that bar, but we're not going to stress so much keeping it deep in the palm. We want to kind of meet you guys where you're at on this one. Okay, so for this workout, make sure don't treat it as a max. Um, treat it as a heavy lift with the jog as recovery. Okay, if you guys do need to add weight, because sometimes our guesses go wrong, we pick a weight that's too heavy, we pick a weight that's too light, by all means, feel free to add weight. My suggestion would actually be ask your coach as you leave on your recovery run, maybe ask them if they could throw another 10 pound plate on each side, another five pound plate on each side, whatever it is, because we do not want stagnant recovery as I mentioned. So make sure that you guys are smart about how you do this one. Make sure that you guys do a little bit of math before you start. That way you don't start too heavy or too light. Um, but it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a great workout to understand recovery and to also lift some heavy weight. Following this, we're gonna go into a post wad uh, and it's gonna be a pick your poison. You guys can either choose a rower, a skier, or a bike erg. It's pretty simple. You have three minutes to accumulate as many calories as possible. And you guys are allowed to choose any one of those machines. Um, we just want you to accumulate as many calories as possible in three minutes. So it's going to be a very hard effort. Uh, three minutes is that upper threshold of how hard you can push near maximum capacity. Uh, when we start leaving the three minute range, even when we get up into the three minute range, you start having to pace a little bit. We start having to pull back the reins a little bit. We have to kind of think about our pacing. Um, because we really start to tire out our ability to move in that two-minute to three-minute window. Um, so make sure that in this effort, you guys are giving it everything you got, and really it's going to be for the last, I'd say, two minutes, um, or for the last one minute, rather, you guys are going to kind of be holding on just to see what you can finish with. Uh, there, is a, there is a little bit of strategy and pace that goes into it, but I am looking for a very hard effort. So in those three minutes, see what you can accumulate on those machines, um, whatever machine you pick. Uh, and it's just going to be a good hard effort. We'll probably see it again and compare. Um, and it's a little bit of a gut test. So are you willing to push yourself kind of to that deep place where it hurts real bad, but you're almost there? On to Wednesday. Wednesday, we are going to start with some skill. It is 15 minutes, and we're going to alternate on the minute. Um, we're going to alternate between these three movements. We're going to do 30 seconds of handstand holding. In one minute, we're going to do max double unders in the next minute, and then we're going to do rest. Um, for those 30 seconds of handstand holding, uh, we did a handstand hold maybe two weeks ago now when this is getting released, and you guys can do a couple different variations. We can kick up blind as if we're doing a handstand push-up. We can wall climb up, need be, and if we're not comfortable kicking up to the wall or climbing up, we can also pike ourselves on a box. So we can put our feet on the box, we can walk our hands back, and we can mimic a handstand in that way. Uh, really what we're looking for in this handstand hold is if you guys have the ability to hold a pretty tight handstand, we're gonna work on two things. Number one, we're gonna work on getting our hands closer to the wall. What that's gonna do is that's going to force us into an even better position. 
The closer our fingertips are to the wall, the less room for air there is. That means you have to have a tighter butt, you have to have tighter abs. You guys have to keep yourself in a more upright position. From there, if we're able to get our hands close to the wall, and we're pretty good at that, we're gonna work on generating our own control through our wrists. So think about taking your fingertips and kind of digging them into the ground while keeping your abs and butt tight. What this is gonna do is this is going to allow you to generate your own control to get your feet off the wall. Rather than doing the thing where we pull one foot off the wall and then we try to kick the other off to match and we just hope that we stay balanced, we're gonna to try to learn how to generate our own control in our wrist. And that is gonna be real important when we get to handstand walks or when we get to freestanding handstand holds. Um, knowing how to control your own body is really the most important thing there. If you are just hoping that your body balances but you don't have control over it, it's never gonna last very long. So working on that control for those 30 seconds will be very beneficial um, for those of you that are working towards that handstand walk or that freestanding handstand hold. The next minute we're gonna do max double under. Um, this one is really just for those of you who are fast at double unders, we're gonna see how many you can do in a minute and can you consistently continue to be, um, to be able to hit double unders and not make mistakes. Um, and for those of us that are working on double unders, it's a great time for us to practice. We can just practice and see how many double unders can we do in a minute. Um, can we start to string some together? Can we work on maybe eliminating doing um, a single double, single double, or something like that and work towards unbroken double unders? Um, but really, it's just going to be an area to work on double unders. So talk with your coach there. Figure out what you should be doing. Because following that minute, we have a minute of rest. So since there is rest built in, that minute of double unders can be a very hard effort. You guys can go pretty all out to see what you can do in that minute. Um, at the same time, do not put all of your eggs into that basket. So don't treat the workout as if it's the skill and just attack the double unders and try to do like 200 a minute um, or you are going to fry yourself out. So be consistent with it. Try to stay unbroken, obviously, um, and work on bettering some piece of that double under rather than just going for max speed every time. Work on going at a really hard, fast pace and keeping the abs and butt tighter and keeping the heels together and keeping the head neutral. Um, figure out what piece of the puzzle needs to get put in for you to get your best result and work on that. Following that skill, we're gonna go into our workout and it is going to be four time. It is a 400 meter run, 40 bar facing burpees, 200 meter run, 20 deadlifts, 400 meter run. Um, so the day before this, uh, we did that seven front squats, not for time. And the day before that, we did that open workout that was a 20 minute time frame. So the last two days, we've done pretty long-ish workouts. Um, they've gotten up 20 minutes or more. So this day, we are going to do a little shorter. We're gonna do that 400 meter run. You guys come in the gym, and it is 40 bar facing burpees. Um, this is the only time you guys have to see the bar facing burpee in this workout, which is rare. So make sure that you guys attack it. We can go after these 40 bar facing burpees pretty hard and not face too many repercussions because we get to go back out on a run and recover a little bit. So. You come in the gym, 40 bar facing burpees, take back off a 200 meter run, and then you come back in for 20 deadlifts. This is written at 225, 155, and really what we're looking for here is, can you guys hold on to these deadlifts and go unbroken? Um, it's gonna be a really quick and attacky workout. 
I'd say it's definitely okay in this one to attempt to do the deadlifts unbroken. It is going to be hard, obviously. You've just done those two runs and your lungs are gonna be going. But if you have the ability to hold on to that barbell, do so. Um, if you have to drop, I'd say try to limit it to maybe one drop. Maybe you do 12 and eight or 10 and 10, but try to limit it to one drop. What we don't wanna see is dropping, getting chalk, walking around, resting, then coming back to the barbell. This workout is meant to be one where it's pretty much pedal to the metal the whole time because we finish those 20 deadlifts and then we go back out for another 400 meter run. Um, <clears throat> so as I said, the workout is pretty attacky. Uh, when you guys are looking at scaling these deadlifts, I would say pick a weight that is going to be difficult to complete those 20. It should not necessarily be easy, um, but it's definitely doable. I think the 20 should be doable and broken when we scale that weight. So make sure that we're not going so light uh, that we're just ripping through it, um, but we are going light enough that we can complete the 20 in one set and need be, if push comes to shove, two. So overall, when we look at the week, um, as we go through it, on Monday, we start with the strength and then we go into that open workout, which is gonna be a little longer. It's gonna test your ability to move from one movement to the next, to minimize rest time, and to just overall understand your pace, to understand how quick can you move consistently. When a round is only taking, we'll say 90 seconds to two minutes, you get a lot, a lot of practice round after round to see if you're able to stay consistent. Um, Tuesday, we go into that workout that's not for time, and that's gonna be a little more test of how can we recover after we've lifted some heavy weight? In a workout where we never stop moving, can we use that to our advantage and learn how to recover a little bit? Can we use the run to help us out and aid us, or the jog rather, um, and learn how to recover a little bit on that jog so that when we get back into the gym, we're ready to lift that bar again. And then we move on to um, Wednesday where we open up with some gymnastic skills and then we go into a workout that is really short, really fast, and it's a tacky and sprinty. So that has been um, Monday through Wednesday. Uh, check back in on Wednesday and I will release another podcast. Phil might be with me then. Phil might not. I do not know yet. Um, but see you guys in the gyms.